0: Come, sit down, make yourself comfortable, and let me tell you the story of Anna Eklund. (laughs) Eklund's case, which is also sometimes known as the Erling possession, is considered by theology and paranormal scholars to be one of the most abundantly documented cases of possession in the 20th century. The case was featured in a 1936 issue of Time magazine. Born in 1882 in the Midwest of the United States, Anna was raised in a devoutly Catholic family, but had always been known as a charming and cheerful girl until she reached the age of 14, after which she began to display very unusual behavior and signs of potential possession. The first symptom was an aversion to anything religious in nature. The once pious girl began to go into fits when confronted with the Bible, holy water, or any holy imagery, and showed an inability to enter a church. She also started to blurt out incredibly deeply obscene things, detailing depraved unspeakable sexual acts she could not have possibly known about as well as an insatiable, unhealthy interest in sex. She then demonstrated detailed knowledge of Latin and German, two languages she had never had any exposure to. By 1908, Anna seemed to be totally under the dark spell of whatever evil entity was invading her, and it came to light later that, far from the deeply Catholic citizens they claimed to be, Anna's father and aunt were in fact secret practitioners of witchcraft who had supposedly cursed the girl at an early age through spells and special herbs sprinkled in her food, supposedly because the father was angry that he could not sate his incestuous desires for his daughter. The advice of medical and psychiatric professionals was sought, but no one could find anything wrong with her, nor any reason for her outbursts. After years of this, religious counsel was requested and so would begin the first exorcism of Anna Uckland in 1912, during which a father, Theophilus Reisinger, was able to successfully cast the demon or demons out, but this proved to be only temporary. It is claimed that the estranged father and aunt worked their dark magic to call the ejected spirits back, And back they came with a vengeance. Over the next few decades, Anna's turmoil and troubles would return with even more intensity and vigor than they ever had before. And in 1928, at the age of 46, Anna, whose life had been basically destroyed by the unshakable evil presence, turned to Father Reisinger once again in desperation. This time, Theophilus enlisted help, unsure of whether he alone possessed the ability to drive out the obviously very powerful and tenacious demon. He went to his dear friend, Father F. Joseph Steiger, to beg him to join him in his confrontation with the forces of evil, to which Steiger grudgingly accepted. Anna was placed in a convent run by the Franciscan sisters, where the exorcism was to take place. And on August 17, 1928, proceedings began in earnest. From the beginning of this second exorcism, Anna was immediately repulsed by holy water and crosses and absolutely refused to eat blessed food, which you could supposedly detect even without being told. She would often curl up in the corner to purr or hiss like a cat or to deftly climb up the walls like a spider, until she was forcefully restrained to the bed and tied up. As soon as the exorcism began, Anna is said to have gone unconscious and to have levitated to stick up against the ceiling with so much force that it took several people to pull her back down. Even though the woman seemed to be totally in a comatose state, voices, wails, growls, and screams were said to bellow out from her even in absence of any movement from her mouth. She also purportedly vomited forth rancid liquid, spat constantly, and clawed or bit at anyone who came close to her. At the same time, her body began to change in appearance. Her eyes bulged inhumanely from her face, her head and lips swelling up to incredible proportions, and her abdomen was claimed to distend to the point where it seemed it would explode, only to revert to its normal size again, to start the whole horrific cycle anew. At times, her body was said to inexplicably increase in mass until the iron frame of the bed groaned under her weight. In addition to this, Anna displayed other signs of classic demonic possession, such as superhuman strength, Speaking in foreign languages, she could not have known or moving things with her mind. Over the course of the exorcism, which would last for three sessions spread out over 23 days, it became apparent that Anna was possessed by at least four distinct powerful entities, as well as a horde of lesser spirits. One of the prominent entities introduced itself as Beelzebub, also called the Lord of the Flies, and one of the Seven Princes of Hell, who tried and engaged the exorcists in complex philosophical debates and mind games. Another was supposedly Judas Iscariot, the very one who betrayed Jesus Christ, and who was said to have been trying to convince Anna to commit suicide so that her soul would be transported to Hell. The last two main spirits were Anna's very own father and aunt who had died since the first exorcism and seemingly had vengeance on their mind. During the exorcism, the spirits apparently predicted a car accident that Father Steiger would be in and relentlessly taunted and insulted those present, and there were said to be swarms of flies that would suddenly cloud the air out of nowhere. So intense was this exorcism that the utterly terrified priests and nuns involved refused to stay for long in Anna's presence, instead working in shifts, lest the poisonous atmosphere and the penetrating words of the demonic entities infect their souls. Father Theopheles was the one who spent the most time in the presence of evil, steadfastly determined to rid the woman of these strange forces, and over time he wore the spirits down, eventually succeeding in driving them out, after which Anna is said to have jerked awake and praised Jesus. Father Steiger would go on to write his own account of the bizarre and terrifying events in a 1936 pamphlet titled "Begone, Satan, a soul-stirring account of diabolical possession in Iowa which was meant to act as a sort of guide for priests in identifying the signs of demonic possession. We have come to the end of the possession of Anna Uckland, also known as the Erling Possession. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, and tune in on Thursday for our next Unholy episode. Remember to bless your house and say a little prayer before bed and be careful of the ones after your soul. (laughs)